Matthew chapter 4, verse 17 says, From that time on, Jesus began to preach, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven has come near. As he was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, said Jesus, and I will send you out to fish for people. And at once they left their nets and followed him. This is a story that shows us the reality that taking hold of your calling means letting go of something else. Think about these disciples, Peter and Andrew. They were fishermen. Fishing was their business. It was actually their dad's business. They grew up fishing. It was everything they knew. But in order to follow Jesus, they had to let go of their nets. It was a big deal. Taking hold of Jesus usually means we're going to have to let go of something else. I love what the great Jim Elliott says. Jim Elliott was this amazing missionary who went out into the jungles to preach the gospel. He ends up getting killed, murdered by this angry tribe. And he wrote, they found this in one of his old journals. He wrote, he is no fool who gives what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. And I couldn't agree more. Sixteen-year-old me wanted a lot of different things than thirty-year-old me. The last thing that I wanted to be was a pastor. I remember getting voted in the school yearbook most likely to be a pastor. That was one year. And then most likely to be a missionary. That was another year. And I did not like that at all. I didn't want to be known as the guy whose life was defined by service to God. I had dreams of fame and fortune. I wanted to go to Hollywood, make movies, write screenplays, perform on the stage and theater. And around the time I was 17, I actually started to get some open doors in these areas. A good friend of mine and I started a YouTube channel. This is in the early days of YouTube, so 2006, 2007. We were trying to be the next Sesame Street and Muppets. Yes, we ran a puppet show on YouTube, but it actually got pretty popular. It got featured on the front page of YouTube. Before we knew it, we had thousands of subscribers, hundreds of people commenting on every single video investors offering us money, people asking us to move to Hollywood and make a movie with them. And the whole time I was doing that, I just felt like God was speaking to me saying, this isn't what I've called you to. See, during this time I was serving as a volunteer in the middle school group at my church. And when I would serve the middle school kids, I heard God calling saying this, this is what I'm calling you to love God, love people, point people to Jesus. This is how you're going to do it. And he wanted me to do it with my whole heart, but I just was pushing against him, trying so hard to keep my dreams alive, trying so hard to chase after the things that I thought were more important. And I finally had to give up that dream of show business. I finally had to let it go and let it die. And it was so hard it was so hard to let that part of my life and myself go because honestly, making funny videos and performing and art, it just makes me so happy. 
but I am so much happier since I've chosen to let go of the things that were holding me back from what God has called me to do. It's not like those things were bad. They were great things. They were fun things. They were awesome. But my problem was I started to define myself on success. I define myself based on how many likes am I getting? How many comments am I getting? How many subscribers do we have? And God just wanted me to love on some middle school kids. That was his, that was his calling for me at the time to sit down with a 12 year old who was going through the same things that I went through when I was 12 and just be a big brother and just be someone who was there to share the good news. When I finally gave in to that calling, when I finally let go of the things that I wanted to do, since I made that choice years and years and years ago, I've never been happier in my life than when I've been walking with Jesus and doing the things that he's calling me to do. Now listen, my story is not your story. God led me to a calling, love God, love people, point people to Jesus, which led me to my previous job, being a youth pastor at a church, which I loved doing for eight wonderful years. And now my current job, which is a missionary in Oklahoma, working for the church all over the world, in Ireland, in England, and right here in America. But listen, your calling may never lead you to work inside a church. In fact, I don't work inside a church right now. I work in my home office. And a lot of times I'm doing stuff that seems like ministry work, preaching, praying with people, making things like this, what you're listening to right now. But a lot of times I'm doing stuff that doesn't really seem like ministry. I'm designing websites, I'm doing graphics, I'm doing my taxes, budgeting, working with clients. And that's okay. Listen, your calling may never lead you to work inside a church. I'll say it again. And that's awesome. Because God needs people outside of church jobs living into their calling. As long as you're true to your calling, it doesn't matter what job God places you in. If you're a student listening to this, you can live out your calling in school. If you're not in school right now and you're just living at home with your family, you can live out your calling at home with your family. You can live out your calling at college. You can live out your calling at work, at your job. How do you do it? Well, you have to be willing to let go of everything that is not Jesus. Here's what I mean. I don't mean go and leave your job, quit school, drop out, go into the forest, go into the desert with your Bible and a bottle of water and just read the Bible and pray and do nothing else with your life. That's that's not what I'm talking about. I don't I don't think that's what Jesus would even want you to do. Here's what I mean. Everything in our life oftentimes Think of your hand and picture your hand with a closed fist. That's how we often hold our lives. We say, this is my life. These are my dreams. These are my plans. This is what I want to do. These are my goals. This is me. But oftentimes when we hold our hand this way, when we hold our life in our hand this way, Jesus isn't able to do the things that he wants to do in our life because we're fighting so hard to keep things the way that we want them to be. 
Instead, Jesus invites us to open our hand, to hold our hand open and just say, Jesus, this is my life. These are my goals. These are my dreams. This is where I want to live. This is the kind of house I want. This is the kind of job I want. These are my dreams. And Jesus, I just want you to know that my hand is open and I'm holding these things. And if you want to change any of this, if you want to switch any of this around, if you want to remove any of these things, then go right ahead. I invite you to. I invite you to reach down and rearrange any of my dreams, any of my plans, and do with me whatever you want. This has been so much better. Because I'll just tell you right now, where I'm at right now as I'm recording this, I'm in Oklahoma. And when I set out my plans for my life a few years ago, I felt very much like Ireland was where I was supposed to be. Missions work in Ireland. And I was holding on to that pretty tightly and it felt like that's where God was leading. And my wife and I lived there for two months and we felt super excited about it, super called. And then we got back home to California. We took some time to pray and fast and God just made it super clear that Oklahoma was where we were supposed to go. And that was a challenge. Because in my mind, I was like, God, like I had this plan and I thought it was your plan. Like, why are you changing the plan on me? What's going on? And I could just tell you that if, if I was holding my life closed fist, I'd be miserable because all I could think about is I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I think this wasn't my plan. This wasn't my goal. But I can tell you from experience that when I open up my hand of my life and extend it to God, yeah, it's hard sometimes for sure. There's days where there's a lot of doubt and struggle, but overall I have so much peace. And I know that where God has me and my beautiful wife, Brooklyn right now is exactly where he wants us. And the things that he's having us do for our job, for ministry, for family, for friends, for our church, it's the things that he wants. It's a part of his plan. It's a part of his calling. And I don't regret it at all. There's so much peace when you live open-handed. When you're close-handed, you're constantly going to be upset that your dreams aren't working out the way that you thought they would. When your life is open-handed, you realize that no matter what, Jesus has got you. No matter what, you can still live out your calling to love God, to love people, and to point others to Christ. No matter where he has you, no matter what job you're in, no matter what school you're in, you can do these things because he is with you. He loves you. His plan for you is always on the table, no matter where you live, no matter what you do. His calling is always there. So if you're living with your hand closed, I just want to encourage you, open up your hand, open up your life to Jesus and just say, everything's on the table. No matter what you want to do with me, I'm open and I'm willing. It's so much better that way, guys. Trust me. I've learned the hard way. Trying to map out my own story of my life has never worked. But when I just step into the pages of the story that Jesus is already writing, then life becomes very beautiful. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. And until next time, we'll talk soon.